Welcome back to the Black Roses podcast, and today I'm here with Overworld. How um, are you? Hello. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> a little tired. So, you are somebody that is pretty well known within the hyperpop scene. Would you say that's probably <laughs> your favorite genre of music to make? Um, first, I would say that I'm really well known. I think that I have been around for like almost not i wouldn't say the entirety of like the scene's existence because it kind of started like around this time last year if that makes sense like around this time yeah. last year is when like the the more poppy like really loud 808 hitting beat started mm -hmm. um but um i wouldn't also say it's my favorite genre but it is what like keeps me i think it is what i typically will come to listen to because it, it kind of has that replayability factor i think that's what really is keeping it um, what's also like attracting mainstream people to listen to it is because it's got like that catchy like replayability to it mm -hmm. and like for instance especially within our scene like our small like not small but you know what i mean you've worked with artists such as skelly you've worked with andy what is it like working with other people kind of around the same like follower count as you um it's really cool it was really cool to work with skelly i want to talk on that because um so i was an emo rapper <laughs> before i was anything i did like i looked up to all those people and skelly was like one of my big inspirations and the fact that i'm like close friends with him now is like so cool to me and that i have songs with him is just it blows me <laughs> because he was really one of the original people that inspired me to make music definitely and you recently released Pixelate with Rat Girl Records. What was it like kind of through that process of distributing it through a kind of almost like a record label CD? So that was really actually kind of different. So like the first thing that I released through Rat Girl was like exclusively through them. And it was that CD with um, a bunch of exclusive songs that had come out at some point, I think, through my page. But mm -hmm. they got like officially released through Rat Girls, like an exclusive thing. Pixelate was kind of different because Pixelate was an idea that I had to structure around these like not bit crushed, but more distorted pitched vocals um, around these like loud EDM I wouldn't say melancholy, but like Headache and Pixelate were kind of like really melancholy songs. P headache especially. But it, it was an idea around like these really distorted, heavy sounding kicks, 808s, all that kind of stuff. It was, it was more of an idea EP that I had. But then um, I had dropped it already and then Rat Girls contacted me and asked if mm -hmm. I wanted to release through like a CD through them. And I was like, yeah, I would love to do another one with y'all. Um, it's really fun working with them. They're really nice. Um, I don't know if their name is public, so I'm not going to say their name, but they're mm -hmm. very nice to talk to. Um, they're mm -hmm. really helpful through the process and everything. There's not like, I wouldn't say I've had a bad experience with them at all or anything. Yeah, definitely. And I can say the exact same. It's a bit different between the two of us because you're there as an artist. I'm more of like the writer. I do, when it comes to exclusive tapes, I do the, um, the write-up on specific projects like for for instance i actually i did the write-up for pixelate yeah i saw that it was really i thought that was really well done yeah thank you and i have the exact same things to say about rat girl records they are very very understanding and very easy to work with and pretty straightforward also too so rat girl records is something that 
kind of I wish a lot more people would pay attention to because I wish a not- lot more people I, I think a lot more people are coming to it, especially with the, the new like the like eighty four eighty five just released through them, um, Blackwater mm-hmm. Wells. I think that's bringing a lot more attention to it. I think they definitely deserve it because they're really working with more. They are working with higher profile artists, but like um, I don't actually listen to their music. So this isn't me saying like, I don't know if they're a good artist or not, but I know mm-hmm. that um, someone they released that I hadn't heard of was Toxin Brewer before. So they're like kind of working with like smaller artists, which is really cool to release like physical copies, all this to like get more word out. It's really cool. I really, I really am happy with what they are doing as like a, a label. It's really cool. Definitely. And when it comes to your name, do you have any reasoning behind the name Overworld? <laughs> Mine. <laughs> okay, so this is the story behind the name Overworld. So Overworld's profile has existed for a while because it wasn't originally called Overworld. It was called Life's Over, and it was like this really weird experimental shit that I released. It had no following ever. It had zero followers forever. It was like weird experimental stuff that i just wanted to put out in public for like because i mainly i would share it like my friend group right like in in group chats and stuff and show like because it was like mainly guitar effects that i put on there was some vocal Mm -hmm. things but there was really no vocals on the page but then um whenever my emo rap project forever saturn started i didn't really resonate with it with it anymore i didn't really like the type of music i was making i wanted to go for more of a pop feel and i kind of felt that for a while even when i was making I'm not going to keep calling it emo rap, but like, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the sadder genre. Um, I kind of felt that I wanted to make pop, but I was like, oh, no one else is really doing it. I feel, I'll feel out of place. And then I did do a pop song and it got really bad reception. And then I just deleted the song off my page. Like no one liked it. I, I had a lot of, this, this is way off topic. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> um, it had a lot of backlash, so I just ended up deleting it. But then I wanted to, I still wanted to do that type of music, like I wanted to experiment. So I rehauled the Life's Over page and called it Overworld. Um, the, re- the reason I called it Overworld is um, it's not from Juice World, actually. <laughs> um, I had a nickname in Minecraft that was uh, World because of, a, I don't know why it was, but it was a server that I used to be a builder on. And they nicknamed me World because I basically built the entire like structural city. So they called me they called me the World Master or some shit. I don't remember what, exactly what it was called, but I had like the nickname on the server, and then it was spelled W R L D. So I took over from Life's Over and then World from Minecraft and connected yeah. one. You know but, what? I mean, it sounds cool and like. In fairness, I did release Juice World sounding music with that name. Yeah. It's kind of the same with me, honestly. Like, I'm Neverworld spelled with W-R-L-D. And it has nothing to do with uh, with Juice World, but I make kind of Juice Worldy emo rap type stuff also. I, um... <laughs> I remember one of the... So, um... One of the first songs I ever had do really well was called Probably Not. Um, and it got really good reception because it got released through, um through sad chill and um, i remember the main, like the comments were all saying this is good but juice world though this is good but Ju- he copied juice world's name <laughs> i was like god damn it i wanted to change my name so fast but all my friends were like no the name is super simplistic it's super catchy just keep it just roll with it yeah i was super 
known for like changing my name a lot whenever I like started first making music because I could never find like an artist name that I really resonated with, if that makes sense. Definitely, yeah, I've done that too. I've changed my name like four times. Oh, I've done it a lot more than four. <laughs> yeah, but I've only been making music for eight months. I think one of the one of my first names was Fuckboy Pops. <laughs> and I, so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, that's um that was my me first when I was, like in middle school. So it's, it's I give myself some uh, slack on that. Yeah, mine was Oryx, which in a way I'm, it kind of sounds still cool. cool. That's still cool. <laughs> but it's literally just an African antelope. I don't care. It sounds cool. That's yeah. all that matters. And back on topic, if you were to have <laughs> one feature out of any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? One feature of any one artist? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the type of the song that I'm making, right? Because that's mm-hmm. usually what I look for in the songs that I'm making. Like me, and I'm going to use this as an instance of um, like how I select feature artists, right? So, mm-hmm. um... For the one that I released with Indy, um, Anxious, I have been friends with Indy forever, and we have not made any other song besides that. It's because we never can find songs that we like really see each other on. And I made that, and it more had like a poppy vibe. And I was like, well, Indy's doing really poppy stuff right now, so I can see them fitting on it. So it really, like a lot of the features. Um, or if I'm trying to get a collab with someone, it really depends on like the style of beat that I pick, the style of like song I'm going for. But That's if nice. like I was trying to make one song, like a song that I'm making right, like any of the songs that I'm working on right now, honestly, um, oh, it's still so hard. I thought I could narrow it down instantly. I can't. Um, I'm trying to think because I want it to be like off brain and not struggle thinking about it. I think one of the main people I really like want to work with, I don't think it could ever really happen just because we I don't make the, that style of music very often would be like Delete Zeke. I really take a lot of heavy inspiration right now from Delete Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> And like you said, depending on who you're making the song with, you don't want to completely have someone hop on a song that's very out of your genre or their genre. Yeah, exactly. I always want um, the song to either have like a little bit of influence from both of the artists, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I think um, Anxious with me and India had a lot of the the same style I go for, and then that verse section had a lot of the, the slower pace, not the slower pace, but like um, more vocal heavy that um, Indy does, which is more like, you know, more, he does, I, I wouldn't say vocal heavy, but like faster, like a lot more room to do vocal stuff, if that makes sense. I don't know if it really does, but. Yeah, I mean, it does definitely. And when it comes to, just the scene in general and making music in the 21st century it's not a very easy thing to do do you have any advice for anyone that is trying to make music or make it within the scene these days if they're trying to make it in the scene well a lot of the stuff i tell people now is try not to get involved in the scene honestly um a lot of like a small a couple of my friends are actually smaller artists and um that i've met and they even have the right idea. It's not, you don't, you want to be active on social media and stuff. 
but for so long I was grasping at it like looking up to these bigger artists as um like oh I want to work with these people oh I want to be on their level I want to you know all that but if you're in that mindset you compare yourself to people too often which can lead to negative effects so the main advice that I give to any smaller artist now is do what you want like literally do whatever you want especially if you're a smaller artist and you don't have you really don't need to define a sound for yourself if that makes sense yeah like if you're just new to music in general experiment so much experiment so much like it um a really big one i would say is learn how to produce even if you don't think you can do it it's hard like literally just download serum and fuck with it <laughs> you'll probably make something cool <laughs> definitely yeah, it's and that I could say is just experiment and try to release what you want. Like, um, I don't know what to say. Just have fun doing it, you know? Don't make it about you want to be part of something that um, you see as, like, the scene. Don't do it just because you want to be part of the scene, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Don't try to fit in in a way that you can't act like yourself. You don't want to have to try to fit in. You want to act that almost act like yourself and if you're not able to do that then don't act just be yourself because exactly. a lot of people will resonate with you more the more you act like yourself you show your true form um a lot of what i tell people also is just be nice like if you're an asshole like no one's gonna want to be friends with you and eventually it'll come back to bite you in the ass like we've seen so many so many artists get thrown out of our scene that were it, really good artists, but like really bad people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if you're at a point where you're just acting like a jerk, no one's going to want to work with you. No one's going to want to listen to you. Exactly. Definitely. And if you weren't making music, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, actually, I did have, do something before music. I was an esports player for a while. Mm. That's why I have like such a, I have, I wouldn't say good gaming PC for this year, but like back then it was a pretty good PC. Um, I have a pretty good stream. It's like, a, it's built to be a streaming and gaming PC. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't pick up music until after I kind of started, um, I don't know, I just found gaming really boring after a while, but I made a lot of my money when I was younger, just playing video games. So I think I'd go back to probably esports if I wasn't there. I would be doing esports still if I wasn't making music. Mm -hmm. And that's just another like thing where a lot of people think that if you're an artist, you're devoting 100% of your time to being an artist. And that's completely not true. I know plenty no. of people that have full-time jobs not that isn't music or go to college and that kind of stuff. So exactly. there's so many ways you can still be successful in music and have almost like a backup plan you know what i mean like um a really good point of that is so many of the artists that are coming up right now uh glaive midwest uh quinn quinn isn't really i wouldn't say a quinn quinn has came up quinn has <laughs> ascended past any of our i would say there's definitely people more popular than her obviously that are like mainstream like glaive and eric are now going like mainstream right but um my idealism of like is as far as i would want to ever get in in like popularity is probably like quinn's level <laughs> just like being yeah. really obscure about shit. 
points and yeah just being able to drop and have and like she she does cool um all these people are still in school they're so young and obviously their their mind isn't always on music probably glaives and probably glaive and all the other people who are getting signed right now like midwest well midwest just graduated actually so i can't say midwest but um like glaive is still doing school but probably probably isn't the forefront of his mind so that probably wasn't the best example to use yeah but but i know what you mean like young people in music these days like there's a lot of them that are able to blow up but still almost have a life away from music they have so much life ahead of them it's ridiculous and it's so cool to see them um um i'm not gonna actually say that on the podcast because it could be taken out of context so um (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I have much more to say on that besides, um, like, you don't have to have 100% due to music as long as you're, like, whenever you are working on music, right? Just experiment, do what you want. Don't do something because people want you to do it or, or other people aren't doing it. Definitely, 100% agree with that. And when it comes to your favorite genre of music to listen to, what would that be? Hmm, so, um... It's kind of a wide, um, I'll say, I'm gonna say my favorite three because it's it's all different. So when I was younger, my mom would always play different music, right? There was three different things she'd play. <laughs> she'd play like 80s, 90s rap. <laughs> so like, all, all like um, have you ever heard of Ghetto Cowboy? <laughs> yeah, my mom still does that in the car. She still plays like 90s rap. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that is one of my favorites to listen to just because my mom has ingrained that in my head. But my mom also struggles from a lot of the same mental illnesses that I So we both resonate with indie depressing music like uh, Joyce Manor. We both fucking love Joyce Manor. Um, I don't know what genre Tame and Paula is, but whatever that is. <laughs> that. Exactly, yeah. And like you said, just the connection from almost being able to listen to other genres and like other genres more but kind of experimenting i think a lot of the fact of hyper pop right is um not only that people experimented so much on pop is that they brought so many other genre ideas into it like obviously we have electronic production being brought into it we have um we have i wouldn't say hip-hop vocals obviously but like you know like the the rapping style in some parts we have eric who's doing like bruno mars shit with that fantasize song it was it, i literally thought it was like a bruno mars song it was so good mm-hmm. definitely and so i think having a wide verse i don't know what it um a wide library of genres you like to be a really good thing Definitely. And just the amount of genres that are out there in the scene nowadays, it's just, it's good to see people trying new things. It's all, I always love seeing people experiment more like, um, one of my good friends, um, River, who's a productionist and, uh, an artist is really small and really slept on. She tries different things with her vocals that I really, I really admire. Um, she, I mean, she still is like in the hyper pop category, right? But she's not doing exactly what like everyone else is doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. 
And out of everything you've kind of done within music so far, what would you say the accomplishment you've had would be? Like, what would you say your biggest accomplishment would be? My biggest accomplishment? Well, if we're going by mute, like songs, right? It would it would be Backrooms, obviously, because Backrooms is like, oh my god, it died. I got so much support for being a song that I made at 3 in the morning in a VC with a bunch of my friends. Like, <laughs> that song got so popular. But in my eyes, one of my, my biggest accomplishments related to music in general is literally all of the friends that I've met through music. Like, the amount of people I have made through music count as more of an accomplishment for me because a lot of my um, social life in Oklahoma, a lot of my friends were not the best of people, and I think the friends that I've made through music have been really good to me, really nice. Everyone has always shown me support, and I feel like that is more of an accomplishment than anything I've ever had through music. Definitely, yeah. And it's... it's so easy to kind of reach out nowadays through music because a lot of it is done online and virtually and stuff like that but what a lot of people don't understand is you can make some of the best friends you've ever had just uh just through music it, literally um just online in general i think the internet is such a it's such a weird case to talk about because it's sometimes the worst thing on the planet and other times it you know it comes in clutch if you know what i mean like Definitely. the internet sometimes is really good mm -hmm. for sure and when it comes to just like taking the time away from music maybe breaks and stuff like that that's also super important too because you can't a hundred percent be fully locked into music and stuff like that because then that gets that starts to overlap your personal life and stuff like that. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I kind of had that exactly happen to me, which is causing some, uh, not issues, but like it's caused some pretty bad situations. It's not like any, anything really, really bad. It's just, you know, some things that I've messed up in my own life that I want to fix about myself because I was too, I was focused too hard on music thinking I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, spent way too much time on it. I would say, um, taking breaks is so, so important for doing this stuff because you don't want to always have this mindset of doing the same thing over and over, especially because you're going to burn yourself out after a while um, if, you, if you just keep doing that. So taking breaks um, pretty frequently, I would think, is actually pretty smart. Um, like a lot of what I was doing originally was only dropping once a month. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm um, taking a little bit of a break right now because I'm about to be moving. Mm -hmm. um, but um once i come back i'm gonna actually drop pretty frequently or try to um but i was only dropping once a month so i had like a cr a creative filter I, I guess is what i would call it a creativity mm -hmm. filter, so that i would spend time with friends or doing other things instead of working on music and 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 <laughs> in all honesty during those months even after i dropped a song i would still be worrying about music <laughs> the whole month like yeah sometimes and, it takes over <laughs> yeah and when it comes to like organization would you say that you're pretty organized no not at no. all <laughs> not like when not it, one bit <laughs> when it comes to like files on your computers or no, finding one, time there is one folder on my computer and it's called new folder and all of my music ever is in there 
every FLP, every wave, everything is in that one folder, and it's not even named the song. Like I have so many files. It's called like S S S S S two S S S S two three two or something. Just spamming keys. Yeah. Just to export it out of FL because my head hurts or something. <laughs> exactly. And if it gets like. If you're able to kind of just find it, you you could be pretty unorganized. But as long as you can find your stuff, then <laughs> the that's all that matters. I can't find my stuff. That's my issue. I need to be so much better about it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna organize my computer once I get back into my new place and everything. But um, <laughs> my new song that I'm dropping on Monday was from like months ago that i forgot i had because it was an flp just called fart and that was it was called fart and i never clicked on it because i was oh like my God. it probably means it's bad and it was a really good song that i was just lazy and named it that for some reason yeah i've i'm i'd say i'm pretty organized but there's always those times where you're rushing and then you kind of just lose track of a specific song that you're wanting to drop or something like that and then I have so many files named like um especially for pixelate right because i was since i was trying to like keep that organized since it was an ep i have like so many things called like um pixelate final um headache final final two final mix three final mix four final final like because <laughs> i would change the mix so many times and think it was done and then it wouldn't be done <laughs> yeah definitely but for anyone that wants to check out Overworld, she's super talented. Her link will be down below. And I thank you for coming on the show today, honestly.